0: What's up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Movie Time. You got the movie bros in the house again this week. Renee, Loki, geek here. Blake. well, Blake, what's going on, dude?
1: Mr. Renee, I've missed you. New year. We're gonna just be talking about twenty twenty three movies again for the rest of the time. No award season, right? No twenty no living in the past, baby. Just right. Pushing forward. What are we talking about today, Renee?
0: uh 2022 recap so hell yeah yeah so baby. there you all
1: go let's go we are oh crazy. yeah Think of it. there are no new movies that are that interesting and really. i personally love end of year lists that's where i get like all my watch lists all the things that i missed i love end of year lists like just comparing my rankings to other people's rankings yeah i love award season this is where this is like our playoffs baby let's
0: oh my go. god yeah, we are we are in the thick of it for sure. And if you haven't realized by now, the main topic of this episode is we're going to be talking about the Cinephile's app, Blake's favorite movie blogging app and that is Letterboxd. They finally came out with their year in review. So we're going to go through some of the lists that they created there and curated for us to take a look at and check on and see how our lists compared to theirs uh also we'll be talking about a couple movies uh before that so thank you again for tuning in if you are brand new to this channel and you haven't seen us before and you're like who the fuck are you guys hello we are the movie bros and this is the movie time podcast it's a weekly movie review podcast where you got two buds who just bullshit and talk about movies and all that stuff so if you like what you see you want to see more of this don't forget hit that like button subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already Hit the notification bell so you can get notified every time a new video is uploaded. If you are an audio listener and you want a podcast version of this and many other videos, you can check it out on the Loki Geek Podcast channel. Just go type out Loki Geek on your podcast platform of choice where you could download this and many other episodes. And if you are already an audio listener, thank you so much for tuning in. Our audio numbers have been increasing in the last couple of weeks, and it's mainly because of our white noise episode and our year in review. So I'm hoping the white noise is for people who are actually looking to hear reviews of the movie White Noise that and is not looking so for funny. sleep aid for sleep aid.
1: A lot of people do. Yeah. Of my home pod. And when I ask Siri to play White Noise, I'm like, I hope, I hope this isn't the time she plays country music. I hope I get white noise, <laughs> the sound. Right. I'm also, I, I was wondering about that. If if their video would suffer because people go hey alexa or whoever
0: uh uh-huh. play
1: white noise the movie and they're just <laughs> like okay, it's like I guess the movie's right that. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah or you get like that those uh youtube videos with like the rain falling and all that stuff like that and then that's it um but i did i did say white noise parentheses 2022 so it is i refer to it as a film and everything, but yeah, you know, who knows? We'll, well uh, Hopefully, it's it's doing Whoa. okay
1: there. White noise for no bumfuck. More like white casting choices. Hey, That's notorious for for yeah. Okay, all right. Sorry. Well, all well, right. no. Well, this time he had two
0: two okay. diverse you know uh actors in this in in that movie for sure. And they played
1: huge roles as lead characters. Absolutely.
0: I mean, come on. Yeah, I
1: remember hundred three thousand holding a box of cookies. <laughs> and yeah
0: doing the little shit
1: had a bigger part i really wish he had a bigger part i there's never enough andre 3000 in the world
0: it's it's interesting to see when he pops up because it's usually when you don't expect it right and you're like wait a minute it's andre 3000 what the hell is he doing there you know so yeah really good stuff but yeah like i said uh before we go into our little review of the review from letterbox uh blake i know you you Caught a couple of things uh, since the last time we spoke. Uh, anything you worth mentioning that you want to talk about?
1: Uh, yes, thank you so much for asking, Renee. Um, I saw on Monday. I went to the Paris Theater, a legendary New York film theater, and so got to see Janelle Monet do a Q and A after Glass nice. Onion, which was one of those definitely rewatch it movies. Obviously, the the murder mystery of it all, but there were a lot of things that paid off when you rewatch it even early on you go, Oh, they're hinting at something or now I'm in on the mm-hmm. thing that this character is in on. That was really fun. And then getting to see Janelle Monet in person, are you are you kidding me? Um the, the main new movie I saw, which I'm surprised it's not getting more award season talk, is women talking. Yeah. And you had mentioned that in a in a recent episode of something you'd seen I And and you basically told me the things I needed to hear to go see it. I I don't do well with um, movies that are big on the R word or domestic violence, people being stuck in a room, etc. But I do love movies where it's just like people having a conversation for the duration of the film. And that's basically what this one was with a couple moments where we're taken out of the barn. Overall, I thought it was very successful. I really enjoyed it especially given the content of the movie. And you were right. They're not showing things. They're showing the fallout of those things. And that to me was a brilliant choice. It also was a lot funnier than I thought it would be. And I'm not trying (laughs) to be rude there. The the women are making jokes amongst themselves. Yes. And I was listening to something about it where the director asked the author of the movie, what's the most important thing you want me to take when I adapt this? What's the most important thing to you? And they would try to honor that. And they said it was the humor that in this community and when these things happen and in this community, um, that in particular where where the similar thing happened, the, the women survived on their humor and that that is necessary. Yeah. So I actually, I it was nice to hear that because I, there wasn't a ton of laughter in the theater, especially given the, the there's a lot of dark humor and I really enjoy dark humor. So I definitely thought it was at least funnier than I thought it would be. And then just some incredible, incredible acting. I'm surprised it's not getting more awards season traction, but it might be one of the one of those things where, similar to me, a lot of people are kind of concerned with, will this be fun or just the most? Mm-hmm. It, there's a way to describe the movie where it sounds like the most miserable film of all time, where just everyone doesn't want to sit through. At, and that was, if I had any beef with it, it would be, I have a past in debate and. Um, a very logical brain. And so hearing people argue in a circle, having a difficult time making up their minds. And sometimes there's like non sequiturs they don't see something through, or they're not doing it in a systematic Mm -hmm. enough way, et cetera. But there is a moment too, where I was like, oof, they got me. Or Ben Wishaw, who plays the the male lead and the only real male actor in the movie. Uh, says so like, okay, now we should move over to this category. They're like, you do not get to speak. Yeah. And don't you dare say anything. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, my bad. Also, I was having a similar thought though. Of, um, but it, it is frustrating to me to hear people being in stuck in a situation and not know how to get out. But, um, that all to say, I was very invigorated by a lot of the conversation, much more than I was kind of like frustrated by it. And overall, I I would fully recommend it to to basically anyone, especially if they weren't seeing it because of concerns about the content of what would actually be on the screen.
0: Yeah. No, I'm glad you finally had a chance to see it. And I'm glad that the things I knew you would like about it, you actually did like about it. So, But you're right. There's a lot of things in that movie that was comical. And it makes sense because I remember uh, one time I used to work with somebody. And we would go through a lot of, you know, hard times, you know, issues with management and all that stuff like that. And the one thing she always used to say to me is like, you know, Renee, sometimes you just got to laugh because if you're not laughing, you're crying. And it it, it like makes perfect sense. And it kind of goes in, in sync with what these women are going through and all that stuff like that. So especially as a community of women what how can you deal with that sort of grief and i guess laughter is like the best laughter is the medicine that heals a lot of things right um uh, whenever you can so that is very very interesting but it is also i'm i'm glad you mentioned it too because i am also surprised that it's not getting a lot of buzz because like i said we are in the thick of like award season um, all the the critic circles are having their, you know, awards and their top lists and everything for 2022. And it, a lot of the movies that have heavy messages are not being talked about, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Women talking, she said, till yeah. these are the ones that we thought were going to be heavy pressures right. for this time. And we're not hearing You're anything right. about it. Right. So it's kind of I don't know. Why do you think that is?
1: I mean, you could see where this movie could have three females supporting and maybe... Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know if there is a lead. It's a lot of supporting performances. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they could do some some category and put somebody in, in lead. Um, uh, is it Rooney Mara? And then... Rooney Mara. The, and Benoit, Boy- be supporting. There could be uh, screenplay for sure, adapted screenplay, yeah. which we might see it there at the Oscars. But I honestly think the reason is the the, um it's a wonderful life the classic movie with jimmy stewart didn't do very (laughs) well in its time and the anecdotal evidence or explanation is that it was a really depressing time in america and you're talking like uh between great depression and war and like people just want to get out of their heads and how and they don't want to watch a great depression type movie I think that's pretty true here, that after a couple years of being locked down, people really want to go to Top Gun, Maverick, and Avatar 2, and are, after the political everything in recent years, like, it makes sense to want to escape from that. Yeah, And there's times where that's not as true, and people are intentionally going out of their way. Then at some point, you can get burned out on all that, and everything everywhere all at once being... Like, there's movies with messages in them, but they're not the it's on the movie poster messages. And I think mm-hmm. those have been more successful maybe for that exact reason where it's kind of like the medicine that people uh, want, not even if it's not always what they need.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, I, I definitely agree. It, it's definitely a, a telling of the landscape that we're in right now where escapism is, is very important for most people now. And I think it, it is, especially when you going to the movie theater, right? Because movies are expensive You know, especially if you have a family or if you're a date, a couple, whatever the case is. So you you pick and choose more uh, clearly now, especially with streaming and everything like that. You have so many choices to watch nowadays. So if you actually go out to the theater, you're going out for a purpose because like I don't want to think of anything that's happening right now. I just want to get lost in two hours of this like grand spectacle of a thing that is going to be entertaining and fun or whatever the case is. And you can see from the box office numbers, the movies that are the ones that are hitting it are those grand spectacle, fantastical type of movies. This past weekend, it was at Megan, that uh, horror movie uh, is doing gangbusters. And I saw it, and it's not a great movie. It's really ridiculous. But I can see why people like it, because again, it's taking yourself out of your current situation, and you're just having a good rompy time at the at the movie theater, right? So... But yeah, well,
1: we'll we'll get into the letterboxed lists, but yeah, it kind of makes sense that with the quantum mania of what's been the most popular mm-hmm. franchise, and then mo- some of the most popular movies are going to be everything everywhere all at once, uh, where there's in, what interdimensional travel. How do we put that? Inter- yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that phrase. Um, Top Gun, and where you're in this guy Avatar two, where you're going to a different world. Like these are. And then there's still a bunch of others. Like we could go this down the list where you're just in a totally different place or world. Um, And even glass onion, where it is the only pandemic movie uh, that I'm seeing where there's like masks involved. uh, That's Mm -hmm. near the top of the list. And they go to a remote Island. Oh yeah. Still on planet earth, but they immediately solve that problem of pandemic problems. And then they're just on an Island the rest of the time. So I think that, that you could read between the lines there for sure
0: yeah basically they did what we all wanted to do during that time it <laughs> yeah. was to get get out and be with people we love and all that and just like not think of whatever's happening um well speaking yeah. of glass onion did janelle monet um say anything that uh was unique to her experience or to her character or anything that you found interesting during the i'm I'm assuming she did like A Q&A afterwards right
1: she did a and A, and it was curated uh, with somebody, okay. so it wasn't the audience questions, which sometimes which was is the good, painful which is good.
0: <laughs> yeah, sometimes those are terrible, but
1: every now and then you'll actually get a really interesting moment where someone asks sure. something, and then they're caught off guard, and they have to have like a more human moment. Yeah, so this one was a little bit of a manicured experience, but I, I also am hesitant to spoil anything because it's a murder mystery. Oh, but okay. Talking about the development of her character in yeah. the movie was actually, it was really fun to hear her talk about the work that went into that. And I hadn't realized it before, but she has a background in um, writing for, for the stage uh, early in her career. Oh, before she I didn't went know that. Okay. Music. And she was in New York for a little bit doing, so it makes sense. Her music is very cinematic and she's, Yeah. Uh, and then she at some point went through like her career, just how lucky she's been, which is one of the most like the moment where like everyone applauded was she's somehow she doesn't take this for granted at all and she had her it was it was really nice seeing her just a total badass who might be winning a supporting actress soon um and the audience was definitely definitely on her side and, and loving her her kind of attitude nice. towards everything but not wrong like moonlight and hidden figures and this movie like she's had a very charming oh, yeah. film career mm-hmm. especially for someone who goes music to movies and yeah, that no, was it. Was really nice uh, seeing seeing her in person in in a crowd, and and watching this movie and her performance in particular get love in her in yeah. a real time in the middle of all this awardsy kind of stuff. Which is, I'm guessing, why they were putting that on. Oh yeah, um, it, it was it was really fun.
0: Yeah, this is this is also the time where just a lot of what your consideration screenings happening right now. So I'm sure that was definitely one of them. Um. And yeah, like, like, what was it that I saw recently? All uh, oh, 13 Lives. I saw the Ron Howard movie, 13 Lives uh, for uh, it was for your consideration screening at uh, Museum of Moving Image. And he was there and he was a he was there talking about the film and everything like that. So this is definitely that time when they're really trying their hardest to push for yep. awards consideration and, and everything there. Last thing about Glass Onion that we can move into the movie I I saw. Um, how did it feel watching it with a crowd in a, in a theater? Did it change yeah, your you experience?
1: Were, yeah, you saw it in a crowd, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. originally. Yeah, I'd heard and I'd heard other people talk about how it is a much more enjoyable experience. Which for me, yeah. focusing on the murder mystery of it all, it is easier at home where I can, if I need to, like pause if if there's any distractions or whatever um whereas in a theater i'm usually like just so overwhelmed i don't even know what's happening sometimes like yeah i i was overall if especially if someone's gonna watch it and like multitask it's not one you can do the dishes and put the movie on Mm -hmm. uh it was also very enjoyable to hear people laughing at certain moments that i thought were funny and all of those things were better and then shock moments were interesting i only kind of thing I didn't love about it is everyone had had a lot of time to see it by now. Yeah. If they'd, even if they'd missed the original theatrical run of it. Because it's a murder mystery, it makes sense to see it two, three times. But there's kind of that feeling of like people weren't laughing. Maybe half the people were laughing and half of them weren't. But it wasn't because they already heard the joke. Or they weren't uh. shocked the way half the audience was. So it was kind of watered down of a, of a sure. theater experience because it had been on Netflix for so long. That said, overall, still funner to see it with half the people reacting in real time or so than, than yeah. not at all. So that was fun.
0: Cool. No, that's great. That's awesome. No, I'm glad you I'm glad you're able to see that because that was definitely uh, looked like an, it would have been an interesting event um, for me. Uh, like I mentioned, I did see Megan recently. Uh, not much to talk about there, to be honest with you. I, it was a silly, goofy movie more on the silly, goofy side than horror, to be honest with you. Uh, but I think that's also why it became so popular because of the PG 13 rating, more people had a chance to watch it. And I think people who are not so much into horror appreciate it more because it was something they could laugh at and they could like enjoy and be entertained like that. So I think that's why a lot of people are going nuts over this movie. Um, but I did see that, but the the movie I did want to talk about is it's funny. you saw women talking and I and then I mentioned it earlier, I had a chance to finally watch She said. Um, Because she Uh said it's now streaming on Peacock. Uh, It's uh, streaming on Peacock. And it was definitely one of the movies from last year that I wanted to check out. Especially because, you know, again, it's such a big topic now, you know, especially with the whole Me Too movement and uh, very timely with the recent... um, uh, thing with uh, Harvey Weinstein about his arraignment and all that stuff that's currently happening in real time right now. So, if you didn't know, if you don't know, she said is the story about the two New York Times reporters that helped break the news story about the sexual abuse uh, that Harvey Weinstein. Uh, is being accused for when you had all of these uh, people, uh, these actresses and people who were formerly in Hollywood coming out to speak up against him and how they did their best to break the story, um, to tell the truth of what's going on. And that's really what launched into the giant Me Too movement um, that happened during that time. And it was an interesting movie. Um, I know you are a big... A uh, fan of, um, uh, and I'm trying to pull up her name right now, um, uh, Carrie Mulligan. I know you're a big fan of Carrie Mulligan. Uh, Zoe Kazan is in it too. Um, what was it, Some of the things I found interesting about the movie was that they actually had the actresses that came out and spoke out in the movie. Mm-hmm. So Ashley Judd was in there. Um, And some other actresses and former Hollywood people were in the movie Mm -hmm. as themselves, you know, um, playing the roles and all that stuff like that. Um, The creepiest thing, and I think the thing that really hit home, was they actually use an actual recording that was recorded of uh, an interaction with Harvey Weinstein and an Italian model. And this was like, they played at least... Five minutes of it or more. Whoa. Wow. And it was just him constantly pressuring her to join him in his hotel room and sit down and all that stuff like that. And she's kept refusing and refusing and he kept pushing. And then you see him, you hear him at one point saying, well, then if you don't, don't ever talk to me again. And you're never going to hear from me like that. And you're done. So and I, I think what happens is that she came with a recorder. To record that conversation because she was already been approached like this multiple times so it was really really it's it, it was almost like a movie slash documentary it kind of like how they do like those like kind of uh expose documentaries because like literally they had scenes of just hallways in a hotel room as they were playing the audio with the subtitles of the audio playing for like more than five minutes and it was very cringy the whole time. And, um, and it, was a, it was really fascinating how they used that real in real life aspect in the movie to kind of put more, I guess, of the, the, the importance of what's happening there.
1: I'm, I'm, from what I'm seeing, and I'm just doing like a quick Google, is that it was basically like someone mimicking his voice. So it wasn't <laughs> his actual voice or are you because it was the actual text, something like that and someone reading it or am I misunderstanding?
0: So what? from from what, what I've mean? so from what I've heard or what I've read before was that it was an actual recording. Now, if it wasn't and they had someone mimic his voice, then it's an actual. it, it is right. an actual word for word conversation that he had with this lady. Um, regardless of what it is, it was very very crazy, and the way they did it, it made it feel real, like really. I guess. The main point here, it really hammered home the the significance of what's happening here and all that, um, which is also some of its downsfalls too, in the movie, where I felt like there were way too many moments where they hammered it. They threw it in your face, the sexism and sexualism of a lot of things that are happening. You see the, the reporters getting harassed on the street sometimes, you know, catcalls and all this kind of stuff like that. Um, the, the reporter, Megan uh, Toei that Carrie Mulligan portrays also helped break the story of uh, Donald Trump and his uh, things that he said about women in the news. And she was getting calls like death threats and, and all that stuff like that. So they really threw that in your face in the beginning, just like, all right, you know, people are, people suck. Men are terrible. All that kind of stuff like that, you know? My, my main problem with the movie is that the two reporters, as they were pursuing this story, I felt like it felt very shallow. Like, I didn't feel that they were, they were following, they were pursuing this story for the sake of getting that proper message out in order to speak up for women. It felt like they were just doing it for the story. You know, it's so, and I don't know if that was intentional and if that was really the case at the time. And then maybe they came into full realization later on once the news broke and seeing how it affected so many people. That's when they finally realized uh, the gravitas of it all. But it felt very shallow. It felt like they just wanted to scoop. It's like TMZ. It felt like they just wanted to do like a TMZ job and all that stuff like that. Um, So I felt like it felt very flat. And I felt like the motivation and, and, uh, the Yeah, the whole motivation for them to break the story was just not the right intention in the beginning. And again, for all I know, maybe that was the case, you know, before. Uh, and then later on, it became a bigger deal and all that stuff like that. So it, it, it was a pretty de- uh, decent movie and a good watch. Uh, again, one of those movies where I do feel like more people should be watching it. But it's a hard watch. I mean... Like like we t- we just talked about escapism and all that kind of stuff like that. This is not a movie that people are going to want to watch right now for sure, uh, but it is an important movie to, for people to watch eventually. Uh, because again, especially if you're not familiar with the whole Harvey Weinstein story and all that, it, it is it's something that really helps hammer home the the significance of it all there.
1: So yeah, that's that's going to be one of those. You watched it on your own at home on the streamer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna ask for your peacock password later. We'll we'll do that <laughs> all, all there, though. Don't worry. Yeah, um, yeah. I, it is. It's one of those. I yes, Carrie Mulligan. Mulligan, big fan of of a lot of her movies, and then Zoe Kazan also is um, is is a, a low key fave of mine. Um, it seems, from what I can tell, both the movies we're talking about aren't getting much traction, and both yeah. are very pointedly on message. From my understanding, it seems like there are other reasons why this one isn't getting as much traction. And I, I, curr- I obviously, you never know. And there could be a lot of bias at play there. Mm-hmm. My gut says people going into it were saying, this will be a big movie. This will be huge when this drops. A lot of people were talking about it, like this will be an awards movie. And it's like, the, as people started to see it, it was like, okay, maybe this isn't that movie. Maybe yeah. this isn't the all the president's men of or spotlight in recent years mm-hmm. uh, of current day. Um, okay, think I'm. I'm glad you saw it. I will. Uh, yeah, I, I'm assuming I'll see it at some point. And right now, there will be a lot of catching up to do. And I'm curious. Every now and then, the Oscars just throws a huge surprise out there. Yeah. Movies about movies, movies where they do some reckoning. Uh, these are things that get talked about on stage a lot at the Oscars. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, and so yeah that's that's interesting thank you for uh thank you for the the review just like women talking now now i know better what i'm getting into
0: yeah no that's that's why i thought it was interesting that you saw women talking i saw she said and again it, it goes along the lines of these are movies with very important messages that aren't getting talked a lot about right now and and again another movie like i mentioned before like till too till was like Supposed to be one of the movies that I think a lot of people were expecting to hear Oscar buzz around, especially with uh, the lead actress there. But we haven't heard anything about it really. And, yeah. and I and again I think it, it goes in a long lines with a lot of the things that we we're saying. But let us know in the comments about these movies. Uh, are these movies are, are these the kind of movies that you're looking forward to watching now, or are you amongst the many that you know what I just don't want to deal with this right now? You know, this is stuff that's way too real. I need to escape. So I rather watch something that will kind of take my mind off of things, because that is something curious to really think about when it comes to movie going right now uh, these days. So let us know your thoughts in the comments and all that stuff like that. Hey, guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. But before we continue, I wanted to quickly talk about Bulletproof Coffee. Bulletproof Coffee is my favorite coffee of choice to start off my mornings with. Why? Because it's clean coffee. What does that mean? Well, one there are no chemicals in it. Why? Because they go through this multi-step process of making sure that all of their beans are fully clean and free of any chemicals so that when you get the beans delivered to you, it is the pure beans, the pure coffee, the goodness that you've been wanting, the taste, the flavor, and the nutritional value as well without worrying about any added chemicals or anything else put into the mix there. It also doesn't have that weird acidic taste that some coffees give you. I don't know how about, you, but for me, some coffees kind of give me that weird sensation in my stomach, makes me a little burpy, and it kind of drags me down a little bit instead of really waking me up, uh, which is something that I need from my coffee every day. Bulletproof also offers a lot of keto-friendly snacks and supplements. Anything that you need to kind of add to your everyday nutritional needs, add to your diet, pretty much transforms the way you feel every day. So for a limited time, if you use this code on that you see on the screen right now, lowkeygeek, all caps, one word, you can get 15% off your order. So what is it better than that, right? Check out the link in the description of this episode. Use this code, get yourself your discount, and make your mornings a little bit more bulletproof with Bulletproof Coffee. Now, back to the episode. Let's move into our main topic. Again, recap, 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 Uh, uh, letterbox. Letterbox, again, came out with their 2022 year in review now again if you're not familiar with letterbox letterbox is basically the movie lovers app where you can log your movies you could rate movies give your reviews on movies and it's a community of movie lovers cinephiles you definitely have a lot of your elitist movie fans on this app um we have one here for sure uh (laughs) and then you have one that is like semi there, but also more on the casual side, like me. Um, so you will notice that a lot of their list, how they're curated and how they are, uh, how the ratings stack up between the elitist cinephile to a more general populace, and all that. And that's why they split highest rated movies and most popular movies, right? You I, know, I, in, in essence, this is what the Oscars were thinking of doing, right? At mm-hmm. one point. I'm glad they they haven't, or who knows? We we don't know. They they're always going to be changing their minds on something. But I guess this is how it separates the 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 critics from the movie, the general audience, and all that stuff like that, right? So definitely want to go through some of these lists because some of the things here are very exciting, especially with the recent um, uh, Golden Globes and awards uh, ceremonies that are happening right now. Uh, this could help kind of dictate possibly where things may be going or maybe not. Or maybe this will just help us realize that there's so many other things that we haven't seen that maybe we should actually check out. And I think like you and I we had that conversation before we we went live talking about that stuff. So um let's start off with uh highest rated overall according to letterbox. And and again what Letterboxd does is that they gather all the ratings all the amount of times the movie is watched and all that stuff like that. And they kind of use their own algorithm to come up with this list. So um, one to five, we have uh, at number one, everything, everywhere, all at once. Number two, we have Kadaisi Vivasai." I think that's how you pronounce it. If not, I apologize. Uh, Number three, you have Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Number four, you have Mars One. Number five, you have After Sun. From six to ten, you have Burning Days. Argentina, 1985, Triple R, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and The Bashies of Inisharan. Outside of the top 10, you have Tar that comes in at number 12, uh, which again is the most talked about movie in in recent months. Um, So that's something that's definitely worth mentioning there. Um, Blake, what stands out for you in this list of highest rated overall?
1: First of all, it was. I consider myself one of the letterboxd elitists you talked about. The main thing that stood out was uh, the number of these I have not seen. So yeah. number two, could he see Viva- Vivasi? The fact that I had not even, that had not come across my radar. And then we talked about before Mars One being the number four rated movie. Mm-hmm. And that's on Netflix, apparently. And I just never even knew that it existed whatsoever. Uh, yeah. there's a good like three or four more that a couple of which i i, I, I i'm familiar with plus in boots that being number nine <laughs> i'm hoping that's like a paddington two shit posting but also people are saying like no it actually is good and so it gets even higher because they were so surprised that they actually liked it i might give Puss in boots a shot um i still haven't given paddington two a shot please don't tell any letterbox no same
0: same with me actually yeah
1: Maybe we shouldn't say that out loud. It's terrifying. Oh, well, too People late. realize that I'm a fraud. Um, <laughs> the, to me, my favorite thing, and this is why when we talked about Everything Everywhere back, way back when it came out in limited mm-hmm. release, we were saying, how do you think this will do come awards time? And I was like, I could see it being nominated for all these things, but I don't yeah. know if it will just be one of those movies that's just a month later, didn't really get much traction. Turns out, it got the traction. It got the box office numbers. It made bank. And it is beloved. There's Now everyone has seen it, roughly. Mm -hmm. And so there's some people who don't love it as much. So we watched the score drop on it. There was a moment after it came out where it was the number one all-time movie on Letterboxd. And it was the first one to beat out um, Parasite was up doing that. And then it beat out Parasite who had been doing that. Mm -hmm. And that was amazing to watch movies that came out during Letterboxd's lifetime because forever had just been this old guard. I think the other newest movies that they have in their top 10, 20 is like Spirited Away, 2001, The Dark Knight, 2008. Letterboxd was invented in 2011. So you basically had legacy the whole time until Parasite and then Everything Everywhere are doing that. Now Everything Everywhere is number 15 spot. Uh, I think that's a fine place for it to be. It's really hard to be mad about the 15th greatest film of all time. But the amount of times that a movie comes out, we were talking about It's a Wonderful Life earlier, where you do, it doesn't get its roses while it can. Or mm. this might be one of those, it's going to lose best picture to name it, just some one of these movies. And people go, you know, five years, 10 years, 50 years from now, that's one of the biggest, most offensive choices they've ever made. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing can still happen, but we're at least in that category, not the oh, it's a cult favorite that ten years from now you have a movie night and everyone goes, oh my gosh, why have I never seen that? Right. Um, love seeing it get love. Um, the seeing it get awards traction right now has been fun, and I, I, the hardest part for me on all that is Michelle Yeoh versus Kate Blanchett. Oh my and I god. I have the biggest soft spot in my heart for uh, Nick Lanchette always have same, on this movie. Same. I have the biggest soft spot for Michelle Yeoh in this yep. movie and this character. Yep. I think no matter what happens, I will be disappointed, but I won't be angry unless it's not either of them on the big awards. And if that's the case, it's just like I, I can't because the fact is just that that two person race and my heart couldn't be more with either one of them than it is.
0: Dude, I'm already this is fun I'm already, to watch yeah.
1: this be the number one.
0: Yeah, I'm already dreading our Oscar ballot
1: time because
0: that's going to be the category that I'm going to be like really... You see all the grays I have now. I mean, it's going to end up being full-on gray, I think, after that because that is going to be the toughest decision I'm going to have to ever make in any of the Oscar balloting that I've ever done before.
1: Both playing women who have marital struggles, who... Uh, are too hard on the people in their lives who don't show love. No, I, I mean these characters don't have a ton in common. <laughs> it's interesting though because one of them is like a, everybody hates Tar Lydia Tar, right? And mm-hmm. everybody loves Michelle yo's character at least by the end of it. Like sure. it's yeah. But damn man, um I've been listening to this podcast called Sundays with Kate, and then for years I've been in the. Crew of like Kate Blanchett fanboys to where like it became mm-hmm. a meme in certain group threads where like everything would be a Kate Blanchett meme from me. Yeah. It's like part of my identity is I'm a Kate Blanchett fanboy, whatever group of people that is. But then everything everywhere all at once had my heart and I immediately put oh in my, my top, I now have an 11 movie top 10 list of my all mm-hmm. times because I just can't take that one out. I'm not sure which one to displace yet, but it's like, the way we reacted to it and that, that same passion that we had is held for all the friends I've had who have seen it. And now do oh, yeah. almost a year after it came out and it is very beloved and every person involved, Michelle, yo, um, the, the directors, the Daniels, the Daniels. The, yeah. Um, yeah. And then the, I don't want to talk about the recent, uh, award show, but some of these, the speeches that, that folks are giving, mm-hmm. uh, and, the, everyone's attitude about it and them being so warmed by the film they're in, it's lovely to see. I, oh, you, yeah. Anytime there's that, like, Parasite where it was like that group was getting all the attention from everyone else mm-hmm. and they were kind of like the... is like... You see it in sports sometimes, that, like, underdog feeling, but they all get along and there's that chemistry and seeing that, everyone's rooting for them. So this could be a really fun one, for sure.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's definitely going to be interesting to see. And the main thing that I love is that... For a movie that came out really early last year to it to get the recognition it's getting now, you don't see that a no. lot. You really don't, you know, especially like in past years and all that. So I love the fact that it's getting that love that it's getting. Also, it, it's, it should be noted here that, again, you could tell the difference with this list because most of like, what is it? One, two, three, four. In their top ten, I saw five of the movies listed here and the rest I have not seen Argentina 1985 won international film at the Golden Globes last night I think most people were shocked by that you know because people were expecting decision to leave or uh the was that the waterfront the the war movie on Netflix uh those were like kind of like all quiet on the western front all quiet on the western front Sorry, Quite on the
1: waterfront. I have to see Marla Marla that Brand too. Goes, oh my god. It could have been a um, soldier. Okay. It could have been the
0: soldier. Why? Oh my gosh. You shot oh my me. Gosh. Um oh or Triple R so or even or, or or even Triple R, right? I think a lot of people were thinking, "Oh, maybe Triple R has a chance for this." But Argentina 1985, I think a lot of people were not expecting that. And I think most people who are not really big movie watchers are probably like, "What movie is that?" Like, I've never even heard of that movie, right? So it's interesting to see that, at least within the Letterboxd community, that this was already a movie that they had on their radars, right? I mean, we were talking about before going live, the Kadaisi C. We've both never heard of that movie. And the fact that it's more popular than Triple R, we were like, why haven't we heard of this yet? And, you know, we were getting so many recommendations of movies to watch from everybody. I don't recall anyone mentioning this movie as part of the recommendations unless I missed it or again, we were getting so inundated with so many recommendations that I kind of lost track at a certain point. I was keeping a list. That list has like a hundred movies on it by now. So I'm just like, (laughs) I'm never going to get through all of this. Um, But there are some definitely uh, interesting things after sun has been getting a lot of buzz within the film circuits. Um, So no surprise. They're
1: amazing, amazing movie. And it's one of those like I didn't necessarily enjoy it until afterward, mm-hmm. and some of the dialogue around it. But I could see why that's one of the most highly rated movies for yeah. sure. I don't see it like catching fire the way that some of the others do. So yeah. I'm curious, like on the popularity rating, like how how far down it is. But for the just the highest rated category, that, that's an amazing yeah. movie. But it's also. It's one of those that I almost didn't even see. I just kind of like t- took a chance at the movies that sure. night. Like, I, I'm just going to see something. Yeah. I'm glad I saw that one because of the traction it's getting. It was very, very moving. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, think now, I, we... I think I need to see all the rest of these that are on this list that I haven't seen yet.
0: I mean, after sun is definitely one I want to watch because I, I mentioned this to you last time. It's one of the ones that I haven't had a chance to see that I really want to see. Um, it's just not on any streaming platform right now from what I can remember. Um, but yeah, but now with Argentina 1985, getting the attention it's getting now, I definitely want to see that. Mars One, I'm so curious about that now, especially since it's been on Netflix this whole time. Um, it's surprising to me how many people are loving The Banshees of Inishirin, Um, because it is a kind of, it's not a movie for everybody. And uh, the type of humor in it is a different type of humor that I think a lot of people get Mm -hmm. thrown off by. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And I think the -hmm. chemistry between the two actors there is fantastic. And I know they've been together on screen before, but I love, again, there's something about being isolated on a small island where you have people that are really relying on these friendships and these relationships to really, you know, live together and all that and how one small thing can break things and drive people nuts and mad and just, you know, go a different way, right? I loved how this movie kind of portrays a lot of that stuff. But yeah, it is a lot of dark humor in there. Um, so I, I am actually surprised, but also happy at the same time there are this many people who really enjoy this movie. And I think it's well-deserved, uh, if not just for the performances alone. But um, but yeah, I think I think it'll be interesting to see the closer we get to the Oscars, which one of these on the list will be more considered? Um, you know, it, It's usually hard to tell. I think now with SAG and uh, DAG getting their rewards uh, ceremonies coming soon, that may paint a better picture uh, because this is more industry folk giving um, votes to the ones they feel uh, were the top performances. So I'm really, really curious to see what's going to happen there. But uh, any last things on this list here before we move on to the next one?
1: No, I mean, Tar being so high in the conversation has been nice to see also. yeah, I mean, that one to me was one of the most effective movies of the year. Banshees I personally liked, although it's kind of one of those like I really enjoyed it and I'm not going to necessarily root for it on the top prizes. Uh, It was like very enjoyable and it didn't necessarily move me greatly um rrr is one i i'm going to be rooting for it no matter what and will never be mad if it does well anywhere Mm -hmm. um seeing seeing Natu Natu get shortlisted on the oscar uh songs was was um heartening but i I, before we move on just like taking a moment that everything everywhere all at once oh hell yeah uh, i I know that we're talking a lot about oscar stuff but like being the number one movie on letterboxd the end of the year and also most recent and the 15th of all time. Like that's pretty badass. That's oh, I, I, I like it. the world. I like this version of the timeline in the universe mm-hmm. of quantum, whatever, mm-hmm. where this is what happens here.
0: So oh yeah. It's, it's and, hard and I to lo- be too mad. At- I love being the, I love the fact that we were part of that too. That we saw this happen. Like we, we were right. like kind of like in the forefront of it. And we knew in our hearts and hearts that this was going to be a special movie. And we saw it happening. We saw people gushing over it, you know, each time our review and episode were being looked at and the comments we were getting and the people saying why they love the movie so much. I mean, it was so great to see. Um, that's why it's, 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 it's a special movie for sure in, in a year that is very unique as far as the movie landscape is concerned. And if anything, we'll tell you that that will definitely be the next list we're going to be looking at because... The next list we're looking at is considered to be the most popular overall. And boy, what a difference it is from the last list we looked at. Because, again, this is really more of the general the general audience. The, the, the more casual to maybe higher than casual moviegoer. These are the movies that they were fond of and they uh, loved and rated the highest of the year. So, number one, you have The Batman. Um, which is fascinating there in itself. Number two, again, everything, everywhere, all at once. Not surprised about that. Number three, you have Nope. Number four, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness and Top Gun Maverick rounds it out number five. Then you have Six, Glass Onion, Thor Love and Thunder, X, Barbarian, and then The Northman to close out the top 10 list here. So the one thing I'll say that stands out to me the most is that you have... Possibly two of the worst Marvel films to come out in recent years, making it to the top of that list. Um, it, it, you, I know you hated Doctor Strange. You were not happy mm-hmm. with that movie. Mm-hmm. The fact that's that's number four on here it baffles my mind. Uh, I didn't I hate it that much, but I really hated Thor Love and Thunder. And the fact that that's number seven uh, is, oh. is bizarre to me
1: we're just doing popularity though so this is just gonna be what people people seeing it so i I, i'm curious at what point because like if this was in-game year in-game is number one Mm -hmm. i have to assume i don't know the raw data i have to assume it would beat the batman
0: i'm pretty sure yeah
1: the batman is partially here because it just had such a wide berth at the box office and was released early in the year and there's no real competition and we were still skeptical about movie theaters at that point. Like this was one of the first big, Oh, people are actually going to movies, movies of the year. I, I think it's actually points to that. Marvel isn't doing well, that these are lower on the list than they would otherwise be when you're talking about, at least in the top two of the top few are, are Marvel movies Hmm. and they're definitely losing steam and after guardians and quantum mania ant-man stuff this this might be like the beginning of the end or it might just be the end of the lull period of phase whatever before things kick up again Uh, but i'm not personally surprised that those were, were lower on the list
0: i think it i think it goes back to again what we talked about about escapism and spectacle Like, these are definitely the highest movies that fall within those categories. You know, these are the movies that people really felt like they could escape from everything. You know, and these are like, you know, the fantastical type of movies. You know, these are the... And regardless of whatever given year, horror is always going to be number one. Horror does so well no matter what. Um, The fact that you have one, two, three... Possibly you could consider Doctor Strange a little bit on the horror side... Four categorized horror. horror movies on the top 10 list. I'm not shocked. I mean, Northman isn't
1: that far off. And when you blast no. anything in the murder mystery category, I'm not saying that these are horror, but yeah, 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 I'm yeah. saying they are in the, like the murder or the Vi- the Viking Revenge movie, where it's just right. real damn bloody. There's some moments in there that are like, like belong in a horror movie for sure. sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the, does anything stand out to you from this list here?
1: I'm surprised that the Batman is number one, and I'm actually very, very surprised by that. Mm-hmm. That it's not Top Gun: Maverick, and it's not Avatar Two, and that Avatar Two isn't on the top ten list here.
0: True. Maybe true.
1: release date and people not having seen it more times is mm-hmm. part of the story there. Um, I'm not sure if there's anything considering, you know, do they how long a movie has been out, and do they help fudge the numbers in any way at all but yeah if this is just pure these are the most watched movies avatar 2 not being on there doesn't feel correct because of the box office numbers we're looking at yeah the but regardless we'll take this list at face value the batman is number 1 that was actually a good movie that's one mm-hmm. where we saw it and we're like yes this is this is actually the movie that the super the very casual superhero and won't like and we talk about how leaving the theater and hearing people say i didn't get it was yeah. like a a conversation so this is actually a pretty damn good end of the year um most it's not you know it's not a fast and furious movie which i i do enjoy those but um and it's <laughs> definitely not um like whatever triple x to Vin diesel who gives a crap phone it in or grown-ups Four or whatever. Like this is actually a pretty solid number one yeah. movie to have here with a really great cast. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that people saw it and at, at least appreciated it because there's there is another thing that happens where someone will see a movie and then it, it'll get a big opening weekend and then it just fizzles out because they go tell their yeah. friends like, ah, you don't really need to see that one. Uh, that's not the case with with uh, the Batman.
0: No, and I think it just came out at a good time too, because I don't think there was much out during that time when it came out, right? So I think it led to people going back and forth and you know, constantly rewatching. I think one of the lists they have here is obsessively rewatched, and I think Batman was also number one on that list. So, oh, yeah. so I'm, I'm not surprised at all, really. Um, but you're right; it is fascinating to see that Avatar Two is not on here. Black Adam that... is not on
1: here. Oh yeah, um, you That's know. A sad one. Yeah, the Avatar two of it. It's this is the only thing that makes sense to me. The Avatar two viewer on average is not the letterboxed m- movie no, super fan. No, on you're average, right. so that's got to right. be why. Yeah, it, yeah. A lot of the because if you look at the like list of best movies of all time, it's not going to be a, as many of the Shawshank, you know, The Departed, like that kind of yeah. even, like the more casual beloved movies. Um, those a lot of those people don't even see it or might not register it on theirs because they don't want it to be on their (laughs) (laughs) movies that they went and saw in theaters. Yeah. I think that, that, that's, that makes sense to me because the box office would diverge from the letterbox list in that way more than anything else.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, Cool. Um, So another thing that they did here is that they curated kind of list by category genre um blake was there anything particularly you wanted to go over and review uh give your thoughts on
1: Um, my favorite one of here which i've mentioned on our show before because it was a Mm -hmm. special moment in my life is on comedy special that rothaniel there is number one and shout out gerard carmichael for having this special come out he literally comes out himself Is on snl the next day yeah, um, I was there at the taping at the Blue Note, and it was a very special experience. And it's a very special, special mm-hmm. um, dude. Recently hosted the Golden Globes, which a year or two ago, he, uh, I was the person who's like, everyone needs to be taking Gerard Carmichael seriously. Uh, he is as good as any legendary comedians, and he just didn't have the numbers or the the amount of eyeballs. His TV show was really good, but didn't last too long, etc. Yeah. He's had a, a hell of a year, and at least it's represented at uh, on the number one spot on this list. Which the other factoid to take from this list: the top three comedy specials of the year are all directed by Bo Burnham, and that's Oscar Nominated, I guess, for yeah. eighth grade for for writing, I think. But
0: yeah, I think it was writing. should just be
1: the dumb YouTube guy, <laughs> the dumb YouTube comedian. So, yeah. Renee, my question is, Where, when are our Oscars and Letterbox top three happening? Because I can't wait. That's amazing that Bo Burnham has all three of those for Drod um, Carmichael's special. And then it's his own for number two. It's the, the second part of the – it's called the Inside Out takes. And yeah. then the third one is for Kate Berlant's special, which I need to watch now even more than I did yesterday, apparently, since this list came out.
0: I think you and I, we just need to write some sort of script and, you know, get that out in front of some people, film a short movie or something like that, sure. because, I, you know, it it's kudos to him. I mean, he is having sure. quite a, a great couple of years. Um, as far as Jared, Jared Carmichael is concerned, I was not familiar with him. And then when you recommended the HBO special, I watched it, obviously, because I wanted to see if I heard your laugh first of all. And I'm glad I did. I I texted you immediately. I was so happy that I I could point you out. But it was such a great special. It was really, really a touching and heartwarming special. And then I went backwards to watch his other specials. And I'm like, wow, this dude is really funny. Um, However, have you seen kind of the fallout from his um, hosting from last night?
1: I mean, I know that his comedy isn't for everybody, and people are talking about oh how my it was god, awkward. was there more than that? Like wow, dude,
0: people are are, and again, this is the internet, right? So take it for what you will. People uh, are are calling for the return of Ricky Gervais. That he should have been the one doing these type of jokes because he would have landed well, better, and all this kind well, of that stuff. Happened like that happened
1: when Ricky Gervais hosted? His people <laughs> called for Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. <laughs> exactly, they're actually it's, the only ones that everyone liked. It's
0: everyone a else cycle. Has ever
1: hosted any award show. <laughs> everyone says that was sucked it was better it's, it's so like ridiculous SNL. it was good back yeah. in the old day i couldn't give half a crap of what someone yeah. tweets about the host of an award show yeah no one has ever enjoyed an award show that's not why we watch these things you think we're happy when we're watching the <laughs> oscars and seeing someone like schmaltily like do a monologue i watched his monologue and honestly as far as stand-up goes i was like damn That man did something he did on the stage in Rothaniel where he literally just sits down and Mm. takes his sweet time with like full breaths and pauses between sentences. Yeah. And is it the kind of like he's playing with tension and awkwardness the way that an average TV film fan isn't going to love? Yeah, it's fucking brilliant to watch the man. but of those jokes good that was i at least on the monologue that's all i've watched so far sure. um, i'm not i'm not gonna take the globe super seriously right no. Which i don't think anyone no. else is either which is the other reason i'm like if you even put on the golden globes like are you really that mad at drawd carmichael like you should be mad at yourself for putting on the golden globes on a tuesday night yeah uh yeah i i mean people were i i i don't and that's that's meaningless it's just it's just Jared Carmichael's still the fucking man
0: yeah it's just hilarious because again it it is the same shit that we see all the time it's like anytime that someone tries to be a little bit daring a little bit different you know they they think oh the hell with that guy you know like we should have d- let the other guy do it and all that but it's funny the most common comment i saw was who's jared carmichael like I think a lot of also, people it's just Girard, didn't. For the record,
1: which you're, Gerard. Sorry. Just, with, no, yeah. but I mean, which is part of the thing I'm talking about. Where, like, yeah. even a year ago, he is like a comedian's comedian. He's known to be a great comedian. Yeah. He's released things that are highly reviewed and rated and critically successful, but never quite had that mass appeal. He had a show yeah. on NBC, like a, yeah. a network TV show that everyone I talked to saw. It was like that show was amazing, one of my favorite all time TV shows, and yet it didn't last that long. And I don't think he's ever going to have that proper universal appeal uh, Mm -hmm. that (laughs) I don't want to, I'm going to get more elitist now, the more I talk, but there have been award show hosts who are very, very popular and they're also really good at making silly faces and, and fart jokes and stuff like, yeah, it's if if, to be a great comedian, isn't always to be the best lowest common denominator guy who makes people laugh. Mm -hmm. If you want that, then just like, I mean, do, do we want to talk about jackass forever being represented on the letterbox <laughs> list i don't know if you want to move on from to another genre but I yeah that was
0: No, i mean but hey jackass forever was a great movie i mean that was like I, I,
1: halfway Godfather, through the year we said Godfather, it was like our top two. five
0: right so yeah,
1: yeah that was a shitty first half of the year I regret. <laughs> i'm gonna just change it to just for the hell of it just for no good reason was it good for what it was? Yeah, it was a really good um, ass and, and dick joke movie, for sure. There was actually hey. a high-quality version of that. I'm not even being sarcastic. Like, yeah, it was really good at that. Um, did it make me feel things I didn't expect to feel watching a jackass movie? Yeah. Was it still a jackass movie? Yes, it absolutely was. Of course was. it was, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, we can move on. Um, some of the other categories that I wanted to point out real quick here is um, highest-rated horror. Because that is a genre that I've been getting more and more into. And on this list are actually several movies that you and I both saw. So, oh, yeah. um, number one, you have Pearl, which I haven't seen yet, but I've been hearing nothing but good things about. Uh, X For is is something I did see, and I did like that a lot. I thought it was well done. Plus, Jenna Ortega was in there. Yeah. Yeah, Pearl, yeah, which, I think, is... It's kind of
1: like a number one if you put them together in that kind of way, where that dude's exactly. just downloading that category.
0: Yeah, and he has a the sequel coming out soon, uh, which is supposed to close out the trilogy there. So it's amazing how in such a short period of time he was able to create this trilogy out of something so simple, right? So, um, But Nope is number two. Bones and All is number three. That made your top ten uh, of the year list. Uh, the Menu made my top ten. Uh, Barbarian, I did think that was one of the better horror movies from last year. Number six, I do want to talk about this briefly. You won't be alone. This was one of those movies that I feel I was duped with because uh, in the marketing uh, they, they really, really heavily promoted uh, Numi Rapace as being part of this movie. She appears in this movie for like five minutes and, and that's it, you know? So I felt like this was one of those like bait and switch type of movies. I'm actually shocked this many people like this movie. Um, the fact that it's this highly rated from last year. Because um, uh, other other than when she was on screen, it was just okay. It was just like an okay uh, horror movie. Um, it, I, it wasn't something that I considered to be anything to really write home about. Uh, but then, like, you know, we mentioned X, Fresh, which is on Hulu. Uh, Bodies, 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 which is something you were able to see. I haven't seen that yet. And then Salum. Um don't know what that movie is but uh that is number 10 on the list here um anything you wanted to touch i know bones and all that was your your on your top 10 uh for last year. and nope
1: was too i mean and no yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Heard about the menu but the fact that i've seen that many horror movies i'm like kind of just happy because this is a genre i do not fuck yeah for sure i've seen the more low-key ones right like nope and bones and all and the menu these aren't like you know Monster chewing woman up with teeth and like spitting them <laughs> out into a ghost. I don't even know what happens in horror movies, dude. Shit freaks me out too bad. I can't watch them. Uh, a yeah. woman crawling on the ceiling while s- singing a song about Catholicism. Like, right? Well, I don't. I don't know why. How people watch this shit? Um, yeah, it's not, it's not good <laughs> artistically. This uh, this list actually makes me want to see Pearl uh, and X for sure. But that happens all the time with like hereditary and, sure. and those um, Midsommar, the the critically beloved horror movies that I'm probably just never going to be able to handle. Yeah. Um, I, I, w- I yeah, would say do that that's an episode ideas. We get me to watch some horror stuff. And oh then, dude. And you, but I also want to be prepped. I want you to like make recommendations. Give me your advice on how to watch a horror movie. And like, that would be,
0: that would be great. It. We should have like a curated watch along series with you and horror movies. Um, you know
1: you would also just have to stay at my place and make sure i go to sleep that night we'll do this in person oh yeah
0: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. this sounds like this would be a fun idea for sure yeah i like it um now another list i wanted to go over real quick is highest rated sci-fi of 2022 this is Hmm. the one where we could see where avatar falls in um so you have everything everywhere all at once night of the coconut which is something i've never heard of you have Nope. It's funny that Nope is considered to be sci-fi and horror. Um, you have After Yang, which is uh, something that I talked a lot about. Here you go. Number five, Avatar, The Way of Water. Uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Prey, Shin Ultraman, Neptune Frost, and Brian and Charles. Um, Brian and Charles was the movie I recommended to you because it was the guy who oh, yeah. created a robot to be his best friend. Um I really want to see that movie, but I don't think it's streaming anywhere yet. Um, for some bizarre reason, but yeah, um, I think again, this is just like you know your typical. This is what the general populace likes to go out and watch and see. Uh, with some few movies that I've never heard of, uh, which I'm very curious about. Anything stand out here for you?
1: Wait, are you are you talking about the populace liking to go see? Was that? most popular sci-fi or the highest rated this is highest but, rated
0: highest rated sci-fi okay.
1: yeah and usually when there's the ones where you and i who are obviously super movie fans uh haven't seen the movie or even heard of it it's like okay this is because we're on letterboxd and it's the highest rated and right if you look at like the numbers of some of those versus what we might put on the list it's like the four thousand people saw the movie or oh i'm sure like that
0: yeah, I'm sure. Um, I don't.
1: I don't have many thoughts on on sci-fi now. There's a couple other like genre things that I think are a little bit interesting, but mm-hmm. um, it's not. That is also one of those. You, that's your genre.
0: Yeah,
1: kind of forever being sci-fi. I know like, that I is know weird. It is, yeah. but I don't. I wouldn't put that in like the top two or three categories that 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 movie is. Yeah, but there's there's sci-fi things happening in it, but I don't think of it as like. It's a, is there even a superhero like i guess that's all action adventure stuff that would be action adventure
0: right yeah, yeah. like it's, it's one of those okay. weird things like like we talked about before too where it's like this is one of the reasons i don't like the golden globes because how they categorize certain things it's like everything everywhere at once could be an a, a drama an action adventure uh sci-fi and it appears on all those lists you know it's like all oh, right, right. You know, like w- when do you when do you get to a point where you have to separate some of these things? You know, so yeah. it is very very interesting. Um, the last genre list that I'll cover um, is animation. Uh, highest rated animation from last year. Uh, I'm very happy that Marcel the show with Shoes on made number one. So that is definitely one of my favorites from last year. You got Puss in Boots, uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. A Japanese film uh, InuO, uh, Mad God, Intergalactic, which is that kid cutie um, animated thing on Netflix. Uh, mm-hmm. I heard a lot of people talking about it, but I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Turning Red, which you saw recently and you really really enjoyed, um, great movie there. Uh, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie, uh, the Bob's Burgers movie, which would have made my number one list if it wasn't for the twelve other movies that I I watched. Um And then Apollo 10 and a half A Space Age Childhood uh, Which is a movie you saw uh, there on Netflix So um, No real Standouts for me on this I, Again I talk so much about Marcel the Shell We talked about Pinocchio how, how much we loved and enjoyed that uh, Turning Red I'm really glad you were able to see that I know you saw Apollo 10 and a half Anything here stand out or maybe Is there anything on this list that maybe you want to see Now that it's on this list
1: um. yeah so it, it, animated is also one of those where like that's going to be the, the Renee specialty category yeah. that you own more but I do appreciate it. it's kind of similar to the horror movies list like when it, when an animated movie does reach that high rating and popularity mm-hmm. level those are usually that's when I'll usually pop in and see it so I have seen more of these than like than I have per capita, the average animated film. And it took me a long time to get to, mm-hmm. um, to get to turning red, for example, but right. Pinocchio being high up there. I'm, I'm loving the love that that movie is getting. Marcel being high up there is heartening. And it makes me think I need to rewatch it just cause I, it was an expectations problem going to see it the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also glad to beat out and boots cause that's not the world I want to live in where <laughs> that, like 18th Shrek movie is doing better than, uh, Marcel original and Pinocchio an original take on a classic. Um, I, I, I think this list is interesting overall. A, cu- a couple things on there I know I'm never going to see Bob Berger's movie, probably never ever. Turtles movie. I mean, that's interesting. Right? Yeah. Uh, overall, um, I'm curious between Marcel and Pinocchio, who's the leader in the in the Oscars, and if it might be one of those where there's cause, which I think happened last year with. Uh, was it called flea where there's two Mm. artsier movies in the category and then it gets split. And so then you have something like turning red, possibly winning because of that. But yeah, we we have some more time to get to that conversation for now. Or sell the show with shoes on, take those shoes and tap dance on them. Cause, cause you're a a beautiful (laughs) writer, which Jenny slate being on the um, there's, there's another list on here, which is the most watched actors and actresses of all time and um jenny slate being on that list very heartening for me been a fan started do stand up in brooklyn way back in the day um snl alum like just she's a personal fave of mine that mm-hmm. I, she's had a couple movies she starred in oh yeah started and a q a back in the day at um, angelica for uh, obvious child just huge crush and huge fan of like her actual her brain and, and the quality of her work so um, because I think she's in Everything Everywhere all at once the, Yeah, you're not familiar because she's not on screen in, in Marcel she's not the human person, she's mm-hmm. the shell but in Everything Everywhere she's the uh, dog kicker, dog thrower dog yeah. weapon person <laughs> and so now she's like one of the most uh, watched actresses it's so funny. of the year yeah. even though before now a very few of her movies did business like that on that level
0: yeah, no, for sure. Um, but yeah, again, there's so many curated lists here from 2022. Uh, if you want to check it out for yourself, just go to Letterboxed, And that's B-O-X-D dot com backslash 2022 to check out all of their lists and everything here. But uh, before we close out the, the episode here, let's look at what their most anticipated movies of 2023 are. Um, because uh, they have a a list here. I guess this is like a a mixture of staff and maybe they poll people or is there a a thing on Letterboxd where you could say that you are looking forward to watching films? You
1: added to your watch list, yeah. Which like just today I added Isabel Sandoval's next movie, Tropical Gothic, to my watch list. Okay. And so in theory that's 2023, but some movies don't have dates on them yet and I'm assuming they curated that to a degree, but maybe not. Um, okay. If it's if it's fully undetermined, um, but these are the movies that are. I'm curious if any of these don't say 2023 on Letterbox because what's mm-hmm. as a release date. But a lot of movies for later in the year, it's one of those we don't know yet what will be yeah. out for sure. So I'm not quite sure how that yeah. part works, but it is definitely just someone okay. hit watch list.
0: Watch list. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, so I think a lot of these movies actually made our anticipated list uh, for this year. Number one being Barbie. Like I said, Harvey. like I think that is the movie to keep an eye out on. I think it might surprise a lot of people. Um, number two is uh, the s- second Spider-Man, Spider-Verse movie. Then you have Oppenheimer, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Dune Part 2. Killers of the Flower Moon, which is, I know, one of your most anticipated. Which
1: It's been my most anticipated for next yeah. year for three years now. Yeah, exactly. Put, <laughs> put, the, put the movie out. Okay.
0: It's yeah. so ridiculous. Um, the next John Wick. Uh, Ant Man Quantum Mania. Uh, Bo is Afraid is the new Ari Aster movie, uh, the guy who directed Hereditary and Midsommar. So I am totally looking forward to this because it looks batshit nuts. And Indiana Jones, uh, five here. So anything stand out for you?
1: I mean, the fact that Wonka, the horny Willy Wonka <laughs> movie, is number 11 and not number 10, I find very offensive. Asteroid City, Wes Anderson is just after, which actually, this is interesting. On this list, if you click see full list for 2023, yeah, Indiana Jones is actually lower. It is? Uh, we, we could dig into that a little bit. But you know what it is? I think it's, oh, it's saying 2023 and beyond. So oh. this is exactly what we were talking about. Nosferatu, okay. apparently. Robert Eggers, who this last year did Northman, one of our yeah. top 10 movies. Uh, has a movie Nosferatu, but it doesn't have the date determined. So that's where Indiana Jones gets bumped, something like that. Letterboxd does okay. have this problem, which all movie things do. Is mm-hmm. there's an untitled Steven Spielberg project, and that'll just kind of stay at the top of dudes IMDb for his whole career. Yeah. Which, speaking of which, IMDb, are you okay? Oh my has god! Has anyone ever like they fell the fuck off, dude?
0: and I mean, those be guys be haven't be been okay in a while
1: source for movies and now they are the blockbuster <laughs> of the source oh for yeah movies. oh yeah anytime i click go to their website and it's like do you want to open the app i'm like whatever happens do not open that app i can't even stomach it i was an early adopter for for letterbox and was telling friends about it and i'm like the main selling point is the ui is incredible yeah this yeah. interface on this website is so clean. And for people who yeah. love a visual medium like movies, mwah, thank you so much for existing, Letterbox. Because before, I was trying to organize my shit in IMDb, and no one needs that in their life. So I'm also very glad we're not doing the IMDb year interview. No. In I, don't I don't even know. know what they're up to, or if they're still in the year, like, 1999 or something. because. Their site uh, is so painful.
0: Yeah, it's stuck in the in the old days of the internet. And it's so hard to navigate. It's so hard to find what you want to look for. Even when you're on the right page, it's hard to find what you're looking for. Plus, it's inundated with trolls in the comments and the ratings and all that stuff like that. It's just, and I feel like it, they got to the point where it just they gave up. They gave up on on and on, on it and just like like we'll keep it afloat and we'll update it, but we're not gonna like fix it. We're just gonna leave it, you know, to the wolves or whatever. Uh, it's really sad. Tragic.
1: Yeah, yeah. I am curious if this list is getting updated in real time though. But if I narrow down to twenty twenty three, Asteroid City is number ten, and Indiana Jones is right after that.
0: Oh, I see that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's really interesting. Okay, so a that couple is, of these are dropped. It, yeah. Mario Bros. and Cocaine Bear not being there is kind of interesting. We I don't know if we have time to get into what the hell those movies are going to be like. Napoleon is really low compared to where I thought it would be. Um, that's one that is very exciting, but also kind of like this might be the worst big swing of all time, or it might sure. be a, and then another Ridley Scott walking Phoenix epic uh, from their gladiator days. I think, I think uh, I it...
0: Have- it, it- it goes to like what you were saying before. It's it's who logs it as their, you know, like what they want to watch list, right? I feel like maybe not a lot of people do that. So it, it's kind of hard to get a full idea of what's really most anticipated with the entire Letterboxd community, unless they right. actually call them out. Unless like, hey, here's a poll. Let us know what are your top 10 most anticipated. And then they curate this whole list together. So... I mean, even just seeing their the 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 cast picks, the the employee picks for what they anticipated, it's so different um, okay. from what we see here. And this is something we briefly talked about before we went live because we were kind of laughing at it because um, there are some movies on here like we are just like, what the hell is this movie? Um, but yeah, Magic Mike is the most anticipated uh, crew pick from Letterbox um along with you know you see creed 3 uh Night bitch which Fitch, is real
1: low on the fans yeah fans list i'm surprised by how how it's like in the 30 plus spot that's interesting
0: yeah it, it's it is definitely fascinating but yeah like i said you could check out their full list and all these uh, sub-genre lists here uh, on the letterboxd site again a great website to really document and keep lists for your own viewings of movies and all that. Compare movies, look up movies, Um, have fun with your friends, you know, curate lists, you know, share with your friends, all that kind of stuff like that. I I, I still want to do episodes where we talk about your unique list you have on Letterboxd. So some of them are very, very unique and all that. Um, But uh, is there any last, last things you want to mention about the Letterboxd 2022 year in review? What are you looking forward to 2023? All that stuff.
1: Is is Triangle of Sadness okay? Because how many times did we say this? Oh my three god! Yeah. Words, and I saw it on one list when I was like scrolling through all of. Them You're right. One category, I don't even remember which one right now, and it was like the sixth one. Yeah, it's nowhere near that, and that's when I expected, especially for a Letterboxd fan base, would be mm-hmm. much higher. I'm curious on the viability of that movie um, as we get to award season because that's one of those you could have seen it. Being like a best picture contender or sure. just nothing at all in it. We might be trending towards nothing at all, at least on Letterboxd, which doesn't, you know, every little group has its own um, mm. uh, things that it's interested in. And yeah, uh, I I love like, Letterboxd is my movie community though. This has been at least the most representative and the one where the ones that are high rated on here that I don't have. On my uh, movies i've seen it now are going on my watch list immediately
0: nice yeah no and, and again i made it a resolution for myself that i am definitely going to be better at logging all the movies that i watch on letterbox be more active on that community so make sure to check us both out on letterbox we can have conversations, share lists, all that stuff like that. Let's, let's, let's just show our love and appreciation for movies in general, because that's why we're here, right? This is why we do what we do. But with that being said, that is the end of movie time for this week. Before we head on out, I think we already know where we could find you, Blake. But if you just want to remind us very quickly, where can people find you online?
1: There's a little website called Letterbox.com, And um, I've changed my screen name on there. To one that is uh, much easier it's the one i like now it's uh last name wolf w-o-l-f nice. so it's just my last name is the last name wolf it's it's better this way up. and um you used to ask me we're up to 23 followers now my friend yes and i'm sure at least a few of those are from from this youtube so so thank you for getting my numbers up it was a lonely Woo! place for a while and i love seeing people get fully engaged in this community so welcome aboard 2023 renee
0: there you go. Love it, love it. And, and you could see our our screen names on the box at the bottom of your screen there, so you, it's easy for you to follow. Great stuff about your numbers increasing. I think when we first started this, it was in the low to mid-teens, I think it was.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for the first year I used it, it was like two people I knew who I got to That's sign up. That's great. And they just didn't use it, so we're doing damn good now, baby.
0: That's great, I love it, I love it. Let's get that, okay. <laughs> 2023's goal. Let's get to 50. Come on, guys. Help us out. Help Blake out. Let's get him to 50 followers on Letterboxd. Seriously, I think add that me would on be there. Awesome. I'll add you
1: back. If, there you go. I just need more people. Like anyone who's here and in this current space who's watching yeah. now, I know that I'm gonna respect your your movie opinions. I also need to find more celebrities who are on Letterboxd because there are a lot. But a lot mm. of times they're like low-key, and it's not an app that like prioritizes that. Sure. So like um uh, yeah uh, i was i was listening to something Ooh, we talked about bow and yang talking about yeah being on, yeah yeah there's a lot of directors who talk about going through their letterboxed the reviews on their movies etc but um the most popular i think this will be <laughs> where, we, where we can end it um on the letter uh, for my part on the letterboxd categories they have the most popular and most favorite reviews and the second most uh popular favorable review of the year was bow and yang from snl for everything <laughs> everywhere all at once said this is one of the best things i've ever seen in my piece of shit life
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh
0: that's but i love that guy that guy is fantastic he's so funny and that's so fitting too that's perfect <laughs> um, but yeah, see, again, another reason to be on Letterboxd, because you'll have a chance to see a lot of stuff like that there. And who knows? Maybe you'll get a chance to follow a celebrity, a director, uh, an actor, actress, or maybe they will follow you. You never know. Right. Uh, that would be the great thing. But as for me, again, Letterbox you could find Loki Geek there. Uh, Loki Geek, Twitch, not Twitch. I don't go on Twitch anymore. Twitter. Twitter. Instagram, but most importantly, YouTube, where you could find us here every week doing the Movie Time podcast. Again, if you haven't done so already, it takes you a quick couple of seconds and it doesn't cost you a thing. Hit that like, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Hit that notification bell so you can get notified every time a new episode is uploaded. It'll greatly help the community, grow the community, and recommend more stuff that you'll be interested in in the future. Audio listeners, you could find us on the Loki geek podcast channel through your podcast platform of choice and to all your audio listeners who are out there now thank you so much for your support don't forget to leave an awesome rating when it prompts you to but all that out of the way and all that being said this has been movie time i've been renee that's been blake thank you again for watching stay cool stay classy stay safe and stay sane and we'll catch you all in the next one peace out y'all